even if they if they send me 10 houses they love i'm like pick the three that you really want <laughs> that's the ones we're gonna go see today like th three is the magic number <laughs> like good things yeah. good things come in threes but i guess bad things they say yeah. celebrity deaths come in threes too but <laughs> i'll show as many as six in a day but i don't want to do much more than that what's up everyone it is the tactical agent podcast another episode for you this one's going to be fun we are going to talk about i'm going to walk through dave ramsey's well i mean it wasn't written by dave ramsey but it's on his website signs of a bad real estate agent 10 of them so we're going to just we have not read um, these we're yeah. going to go in blind here i i just saw the article i didn't read it chris hasn't seen it we're just gonna uh go in go in raw here I, <laughs> go in. that's what she said hey um i'm uh I'm interested in this one. This is going to be fun because, like, I have I have like a love hate relationship with Dave Ramsey. Like, there's some things he says <laughs> that I really believe in, and yeah. then sometimes I'm just like, that guy's an idiot. So I can't. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's the weirdest thing. People do seem to have a love hate relationship for him for some reason. I don't. I, I don't <laughs> find him to be. Yeah. No. No. No one. No one financial planner is going to have every single answer. But I, I did right. financial peace university years ago, and it was helpful for me. Very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but it's good stuff. All right, guys, this is the Tactical Agent Podcast. As I already said, I'm Mike. This is Chris. We are the Tactical Agents. If you want to know more about us, you can visit 107project.com, where we are on mission to help 10,000 cops, veterans, other public safety professionals, and their supporters grow their real estate businesses, change their lives, get their freedom back, enjoy what they're doing, all the good things. So find out more there. We also wrote a book called The Tactical Agents. You can check it out on Amazon if you want. Uh, and if you get to know us, we'll give it to you for free. Uh, so <laughs> if, you, if you get into one of our groups, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to you for free. All right. Enough of that. Let's get after this list. This is written by Rachel Cruz. There you go. Boom. It's on uh, RamseySolutions.com. So uh, full full disclosure, that's where we're at. Okay, 10 signs of a bad real estate agent. Number one, oh, look at that. <laughs> communication, <laughs> communication issues. Uh, we talked about that in episode 23 of the podcast. And again, I, I said this is one of the number one reasons people don't like real estate agents because they think they're bad at communication or it's poor communication. And that's what it says. It says one of the most common issues home buyers have with a real estate agent is not being able to get in touch with them. The buyer calls, they text, they email. What do they hear back? Crickets. This isn't just something to gloss over, guys. It's a really big problem. It's super important to move quickly when you find a home you like, especially if you're in a hot housing market. That's true now. Um, that's true yeah. right now. There's a limited supply out there. So. Well, so so far, Rachel's back in a thousand. <laughs> yeah, Rachel's got it got it down. So we don't need to spend much time on that one because we talked about it for an entire episode. Number two, lack of leadership. This is interesting. She says, you need an agent with a strong backbone. There are big decisions to make here, people. You need someone who will give you honest advice based on their research and experience, even when they know you may not like what they have to say. Wow. this is huh. that's, a, that's a good one, dude. We have a whole chapter on that. <laughs> We book. do, man. Like, uh, yeah, wild. You gotta, you gotta be able. And this is why, uh, boy, this is turning out to be an unexpected plug for our own show. <laughs> Go back to episode twenty-one where we said why do cops make good real estate agents? 
because they know how to step in and handle a situation. Uh, usually not, not every cop is an alpha personality, but I'll tell you what, a lot of them are and someone that can take control and do good at negotiations and tell you what you need to hear when you don't want to hear it. <laughs> like mm -hmm. if you never had to tell someone that they're going to jail when they really don't want to go to jail, like it's <laughs> nothing, it's nothing to tell, tell a person, Hey, you're not going to get this house because of X, Y, or Z. <laughs> like right. you, can, you can do it. So lack of leadership. Uh, any, any further comments on that, Chris? No, I mean, that one's pretty easy. I especially like the part where it says a wishy-washy agent who isn't willing to offer strong guidance. Um, you know, you see that a lot, the milk toast guys that, that just don't want to say anything that would hurt their chances with this client or whatever. And it yeah. ends up hurting them in the long run because people don't respect that they can't, they can't give you a real opinion. So yeah, I agree with that one too. Still a thousand. Number three, power struggles. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, even though you want your agent to be a strong leader, you don't want them to be so strong-willed that they forget who's the boss. Spoiler alert, that's you. You're in charge during the buying or selling process, not the agent. Someone who forgets that and pressures you to buy a home you aren't sure about or one that's out of your budget is more interested in the commission than helping you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's. I mean, how many times have we said we're consultants, right? You know? It's, yeah, you got to position yourself to bring the best advice. And I I will always now if 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 I'm sensing as an agent on the front end that this is not going to be a good fit that these that these clients aren't going to listen to sound experience experienced advice, then maybe they're not a good fit, but that's why we do the fit test. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah. otherwise, th this is true. We are hired by the client to help them. And we, we we're helping them make wise, sound, good decisions based on our experience. Uh, but they have to make the ultimate decisions. We don't make yeah, the decisions. Like you, for them. you don't want blind obedience to everything you say. I mean, you, you know, you want to give them solid reasons for, you know, what you're saying, but the, the truth of the matter is they, they've got to make that decision themselves. And there are a lot of agents that really, really put a lot of pressure on people to buy a house and a, I just don't understand that. I'm not ever going to live there. Um, you know, I don't have to deal with all the BS they're going to have to deal with. It's their decision, not mine. Yeah. You ain't kidding. Uh, don't think that you sell houses. That's, I think it's a terrible way to view what real estate is. Right. It's not, you're not, you're not selling houses. You're not, you're not buying houses. You're helping people who are selling and buying a house. Right. Yeah. You're consulting the people doing that. It's not you doing it. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Number four, abundance of attitude. You want your agent to have confidence in their abilities, but that doesn't give them a license to be a jerk. No matter how many questions you have or how basic they may be, your agent should be patient enough to answer every single one of them. Plus, when your agent is negotiating, they're representing you. You don't want the person who represents you to be arrogant or condescending, right? Let me make this really simple. You don't have to put up with an agent who's just plain rude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I don't disagree with that, right? Like. No. That goes, that goes to speak to like whether or not in the fit test they think that of you or that's the vibe that they're mm -hmm. getting from you. You know, you don't want an abundance of attitude. That's for sure. And that goes your your attitude with other agents will get you places or not get you places as well. You, you have the right kind of attitude where you're serving the best interests of your clients, but you're also able to communicate well again goes back to communication with other agents that can go a long way so keeping a good attitude yeah and, you know there 
there's this whole thing like, you know, you want to get your client the best deal and then it's it's an agent's job to not really look past who the other agent is as a person and and try to get their client the best deal, right? But agents are people too. And if you're yeah. if you're an asshole, they don't want to work with you. So if they can find a way to not work with you and work with somebody else, they're going to take it. So you yeah. have to build relationships with other agents too. It's just as important. 100%. Not go golfing with them every twice a week at your right. yeah, bo- yeah. board golf outing. Uh, just don't go drinking with all the other agents and not getting clients. <laughs> right, yeah. Number five, you're getting nowhere. If it's been months since you started working with your agent and you aren't any closer to buying or selling than when you started, that's a big problem. Now, if you're being overly critical of the homes that your agent is showing you and you aren't willing to budge even a little on your asking price or the features you want, then this could be your fault. But if your agent keeps showing you homes you've already said aren't right for you or your house isn't getting any offers, they're wasting your time. I would say that this is probably next to communication. Whenever yeah. I've gotten clients that have had bad experiences in the past or who are leaving their buying agent because they, they're they not getting what they want, this is what they say. They're like, he keeps showing us homes. We told him what we wanted and he keeps taking us and showing us homes that aren't what we asked for. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, whether it's an out of budget issue or whether it's just a style issue or whether it's a location issue, like that's, it, it's it's kind of like they're banging their head against the wall. Like this, this is not what we want. Why can't we I, go see I, what we want? I really don't understand that one. With, with modern technology, you should never see a house that they're not at least somewhat interested in. Yeah. Like yeah. they have all the information right in front of them, pictures, virtual tours. Like, yep. I, I just don't understand it, but yeah, I think that I, and I also tell my clients, like, even if they, if they send me 10 houses, they love, I'm like, pick the three that you really want. <laughs> That's the ones we're going to go see today. Like th- three is the magic number. <laughs> like good things. Yeah. Good things come in threes, but I guess bad thing they say yeah. celebrity I'll, deaths come in threes too, but I'll show as many as six in a day, but I don't want to do much more than that. Yeah. They all start to run together. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, I think we, we might be stumbling into one that I'm not necessarily in agreement with, but let's see what she says. Number six, limited full-time experience. This needs to be a deal breaker. You guys. Hmm. I think that I found a problem here with this, in my opinion. An agent without much experience doesn't have the industry contacts or know how they need to handle the buying or selling process. Misfiling paperwork, misunderstanding the fine print, or missing a deadline can easily mess up your home sale, and these things are more likely when you're dealing with an agent who's just getting started. Plus, you need an experienced negotiator, both for the sale price and any repairs that may come up after the home inspection. You simply can't fake experience in the real estate world. That's not true. You can. Only hire an agent with at least a few years of experience in your area. By, and by the way, it's important for that experience to be full time. Why? Well, that takes us right into the next red flag. Okay. Oh, well, man, we could take these together as a thing. They number se- because number seven is they do real estate as a side gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the deal, everyone. You need an agent who's highly motivated to earn their commission. One whose main source of income comes from helping people buy and sell homes. If the agent isn't is doing real estate as a side gig, that means deal getting deals done isn't what feeds their family. And that means the buying or selling process isn't their priority and they won't get you the best bang for your buck. Okay. So let's, let's take six and seven to together. Who I know you've got something to say about this. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
have this, this just tells me that this lady has never worked with a real estate agent before, like as a real estate agent, because if, if she had, she would know that, you know, most real estate agents are terrible and it doesn't matter if they're full time or not. Sorry guys, hate to tell you the truth, but, um, the majority of agents that you deal with just seem to not know what they're doing. And it doesn't matter if they have 15 years, you know, experience. And and that's another thing, you know, I've, I've worked with people who have been in the, in the, in the business for a year that have done five times as many deals as somebody that's been doing it for 10. The, the experience comes from transactions. It doesn't come from years and it's not a matter of time. Um, It's a matter of seeing things. Now I do understand the mentality of, of saying you need somebody that's been there and done that because that makes sense. But if you have somebody that is, that is new and, and getting started, um, as long as they have somebody that is mentoring them and somebody mm-hmm. they can contact that, that has seen it and done it, um, mm-hmm. it it's fine. You know, it's, it, yeah. it, you know, I don't, I, I just don't agree with that. You know, you got to have years on the job, namely because I've seen what years on the job actually means in, in this business. Yeah. 87% of realtors quit and the mm-hmm. ones that stay full time only average like five transactions a year. Yeah. So I've like, <laughs> I've seen agents in our, in, uh, on our team on our group, mm-hmm. the 10-7 project, I've seen them part time do 12 deals in a year mm-hmm. part-time. So like they would be disqualified even though in one year they did close to what it would take three years of the, the average quote unquote full-time realtor to do. The, that's, that's a real nonsensical way to approach it. Uh, I think, I, like you said, I get the idea behind this, but yeah, as long as this new agent or part-time agent isn't some solo fly-by-night kind of thing where it's like, oh, I I just got my license and hung it with, you know, some some lady that's uh, in hospice at, at a nursing home that has a broker's <laughs> right. license and doesn't know who I am and I'm just kind of doing whatever I want, then yeah, your paperwork might not be getting checked by the right people. But in general, if they if they have a person to to run things by, Otherwise, mm-hmm. how is anybody going to ever become a full-time experienced agent? It's, this is like one of those things where like you don't have enough experience for the job. Well, how am I supposed to get experience? You know, like right. yeah. <laughs> I gotta, you got to start somewhere. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I would take six and seven out of the mix here, to be honest with you, uh, yeah. on this one. So well, and the side, the side gig, like there is a very small percentage of real estate agents that actually do real estate at a full-time level. Very, yeah. very small. Um, yeah. Most of them just kind of dabble and they're like, oh, I'm a full time agent because it's their only job. But they work like an hour and a half a week, you know? Yeah. Um, so, right. I, you know, if, if you can manage your time well and you have relationships with other agents that can help you in showings when you're not available, it is 100% possible to be effective um, mm-hmm. doing real estate as a side hustle. We've proven that with, with our. 10-7 project. We see it all the time. Yep. Yeah. In fact, I I cracked six figures as an agent when I was doing it part-time. So I, I'm, I'm living proof that I, you don't have to put a full-time effort in to get experience and to be successful. So it's, it's very doable. Number eight is poor marketing. 
okay, your agent's job is to attract as many potential customers as possible to view your home these days. That requires a lot more than putting a sign in your yard and posting a photo on their website. In the real it estate really, industry, it really doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't, though, it, yeah. it, because here's why. Like, maybe there's been seasons where that would be true. Yeah, maybe. But the the thing is now, when your house goes into the MLS, it goes into the MLS. Everybody looking for home sees the same thing, so that's not what really sets you apart. You know, I, I, I'm not so sold that poor marketing is the problem. I I I think that you're going to get way more attention by focusing your efforts on internally, right? Like mm-hmm. good photos, right? So poor marketing, yes. If you take crappy photos and, there's, and, and it makes it look bad, mm-hmm. then I think that is a downside because everybody that sees it in the MLS is not going to do, it's not going to be as attracted to your property compared to something similar in the same area. So yes, poor marketing, but not the way she's describing. She's talking about extra paid marketing for a property that, that goes beyond just putting it, the property right. up for sale and in the MLS. And I, I'm not convinced that that is for the client's good. I think that's helps the agent. It right. certainly helps the agent and making other agents aware of a listing as it's coming up might line things up, make things smoother, get things sold faster for better pricing. So there, it's not that like not having an email list is, or having an email list and and leveraging that or having those connections is bad. But I think your dollars and time would be way better spent emptying out a house and making it look clean and really good inside for when people show the home. Mm and being ready with good photos and video that you are going to post that everybody's going to see. But I, I, I'm 50-50 on this. I give this a, a, a 50% yeah. because... And, and also, if you're talking about luxury properties, I think it's a lot more important, right? When you're having to attract people to a multi-million dollar home, um, you know, that's not there's not a lot of buyers for it and you have to send it out to, you know, different areas and you're trying to attract yeah. people from other States. That's a totally different ball game, right? That's yep. not what I'm saying. But the average, if, you, if you're selling a home, that's an average price home in your area. Um, you, you really can't get it much more exposure than the MLS is going to give it, you know? Yeah. All right. Number nine. Ah, oh, I think I disagree with her here too. Kinda. This is another half and half. It says, number nine, you're getting offers, but no sale. This red flag is geared more towards sellers. Getting offers is great when you're selling a home, but remember, it all comes down to the sale. If you've had several offers come in, but your agent hasn't closed the deal on any of them, that's a problem. Well, I mean, you decide if you're accepting a deal, not the agent. Right. There are yeah. lots of, there. Remember, remember going back to when she says you're the boss? I don't know. Like mm-hmm. This is like kind of contradictory. There are lots of reasons why, why that could be happening. Like your agent being a poor negotiator, having a subpar marketing plan. Um, I'll, I'm here to, this is a spoiler alert, guys. There is only one reason and one reason only your property will not sell. And that is price. There's no other, there, your house has a price attached to the quality of that property at the time that it's being sold because somebody will buy some anything for the right price. And so that's, it's mispriced. So it could be your agent's fault, 
because your agent is leading you down a price, but it could be your fault if you're the right. quote unquote, the boss, because you demanded a certain price that you're not going to get for that property. So I agree that it could be a problem True. that your your agent is not pricing the property well or not leading you in the right direction with that. But that's the only factor. It's it's not because they're bad at negotiating. If you're getting an offer, that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense for the marketing. It is price. So I'm kind of half and half on this one as well. Yeah, it, it simply means that they just and I get what she's saying. Like if if they can't get the agent to come up to the price that you're willing to sell it for, but I mean, if you're getting a bunch of offers and you're not getting the price you want, the problem's the price, one hundred percent. Absolutely, one reason and one reason alone. And 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 yeah, you get. I had a deal like that recently where we were looking for. 240 I think on the house and they offered like 210 and we got it up to 227 I think right mm -hmm. like I negotiated that and because I knew it was a low ball offer though but I also knew that the 240 was at the higher end of a spectrum of of the range right, right. so everybody's got to make their decisions so negotiations came into it a little bit but the primary reason you're getting offers, plural, and it's not selling is price. That's mm -hmm. that's all there is to it. Uh, number 10, last, you are not a priority. The math is pretty easy when it comes to an agent's commission. The more expensive the house is, the bigger the commission will be. Uh, well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, the percentage would stay the same usually, but that should never come into play the way an agent treats you. I agree. Right. If your I agent agree, treats you as lesser because you're selling a smaller home or have a small budget, that's not okay. Here's what to watch for. Lack of communication, showing up late for, appointment, late for appointments, little patience for answering questions, or pressure to decrease your price without giving any evidence to support that recommendation. Um, you're not a priority. I, yeah. I mean, I think this is very close to number one, the communication. Like if you don't feel like your priority. It's, it's probably a communication issue. Yeah. I don't think she titled it well, but what she's saying about it, you know, if, if you're being treated different than other clients, just because your, your budget's not as big, like that is, that is a hundred percent a problem. Like you should, you should get the exact same service, whether you're selling a hundred thousand dollar house or a million dollar house. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. So I, I, I agree with what she's saying there. Uh, Maybe you're not a priority isn't the right word for it, but I get what she's saying. Yeah. So if we're going to score this, I'm going to give a half point on nine, half point on eight. I'm giving no points on six and seven. <laughs> so mm -hmm. five, six, seven. I, I grade her at a C on this because yeah. seven, seven out of 10, 70%. Yeah. She got seven yeah. out of 10 of these, in my opinion. What do you guys think? If you're a real estate agent and you just listen to us, go through that list, drop it in this, the comments below or whatever. This and, is 100% going to be our most controversial episode. Like so many agents who are on the more traditional side are <laughs> so upset with us. We're saying that part-time agents can be just as good as full-time agents. They're going to be <laughs> raging on that. <laughs> Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. We'll find out. Maybe we'll 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 post this one around in like uh, real estate humor. Maybe some other of the the groups online yeah. and just drop it in the comments. See if we can't get some attention on on this video because I do think it'll inspire some uh, some healthy 
back and forth. That would be uh, entertaining to watch. Thanks for <laughs> listening, guys. Tactical Agent Podcast. If you want to know more or consider working with us or find out what that would look like, 107project.com, T-E-N, the number 7project.com. Drop a like. Uh, if we earned it, drop a subscription. If we earned it, drop a follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If we earned it, share it up. If we earned uh, earned it all. So if we didn't, then that's fine. Just listen and throw us in the garbage, whatever we want. But if we if we entertained you or interested you or added value, then do something for us in exchange. We would appreciate it. Until next time.